Welcome to the Faithful Finance Podcast on financial stewardship, where we stand on the principles written in Proverbs 21. The wise have wealth and luxury, but fools spend whatever they get. If I don't get more knowledge in this area, if I don't learn how to manage my personal finance, the enemy gets to hold me where I don't have any knowledge. But today I believe by the spirit of faith, somebody is going to get knowledge. Somebody say knowledge. Woo! Somebody say knowledge. The Hebrew word, the Hebrew word darkness in Hebrew is ignorance. But guess what? The word knowledge in Hebrew means light. So wherever there is darkness, at the moment knowledge comes in, light comes on. Wherever light is, darkness cannot stay. What God wants to give you is light, is knowledge that leads to the life you want to live, that leads to the blessed life. Hey guys, welcome to Faithful Finances, a podcast and a space where we'll be sharing advice, views, and experiences related to personal finances. I am your host, Raven Orr. And today for our first intro episode, I have an extra special guest that I want to introduce, my husband, Terrence Orr. How y'all doing? I'm blessed to be on this podcast. I know y'all going to enjoy it. All right, babe. So to just get everyone introduced and kind of loose and ready for what to expect from Faithful Finances, how about we start with talking about our views on finances in our 20s? Um, yeah, I mean, at that point of time, obviously, just just got engaged, not having any kids just yet. You know, um, we was living life, enjoying life a little bit, doing anything a 20-year-old was doing, buying, buying stuff, buying a new car, uh, getting, getting an apartment in downtown, eating out most of the time. Uh, but I think life really changed when we started, had our first child, Trey. But obviously, answer your question, life in our 20s, it was regular like everybody else, living life, enjoying it. I at least add to that. There are thoughts of the future, at least some thoughts of planning for growing a family. And of course, just like planning for the future as far as what do we think life will look like in our 30s, 40s, and so on. And so for me, again, I agree. We definitely were living life, living in downtown Dallas, you know. I'm a country girl, so for me, it, it was quite the experience. But um, I'd say definitely thoughts of what are some things we, we need to consider to prepare and propel us for where we want to be in our 30s, 40s and, and going. But no, you bring up a, a good point. I definitely think that light switch fully came on by the time we were preparing to have our first child. At that point, we had just bought and built our first home, making some grown-up steps in our mid-20s at that point. How, I guess, how would you say life changed financially once we had kids. I mean, I think it changed everything. You know, having kids, you can't be selfish anymore. You know, it's not about what well, is this for me. It's for not obviously my wife and my and my children. Um, I feel like it made me want to save more. I definitely thought about the future of my kids, paying for the college tuition and stuff like that. I really believe that having kids actually helped me financially because maybe more conscious of what I'm doing with my finances. As compared to not having kids, you know, I can be a little more outgoing. Um, not saying that, you know, I can't do certain things now having kids, but it, I definitely put the thought in my mind that, hey, you know what? What am I doing with this extra money I have on the side? Can I put it in the trust fund or can I pay the college tuition or what can I do just to help out and knock out some of this debt out? So I think 
how has life changed me financially with kids, it definitely changed me for the better. I think it changed us for the better. Pre-kids, my mindset had always kind of been forward-focused. Probably took you a little longer to, to get on the same path. But I, I think that's common for a lot of people, surprisingly. Like, usually... In a relationship, there's one person who's a saver and one who's a spender. If we had to distinguish between the two, I probably was more of the saver. You probably were a little more of the spender. But I think once we decided, like, okay, we, we have bigger long-term goals and we're able to kind of put those down on paper and put it into perspective, like, we both kind of were all in at that point. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't mind planning for the future at all. and I still do it to this day. I just had to see down on paper and actually see it for myself, if that makes sense. I, I, I couldn't see myself, well, I'm saving this money for this, what's going to happen 10 years later. And it's like, why can I save this? We can do something else with that money. And so once my wife broke it down to me, showed me certain things that how we, we can set up financially for our children and for a house and stuff like that, then it became a reality. And so, like I said, I think everybody in a relationship, it's okay to... You know, especially the men out there to realize, okay, if my wife is built with the finances, she can take the majority of the role. It's still a partnership, but I think a lot of guys have too much pride and be like, well, since I'm the guy, I'm supposed to be the money man or, the, or take care of our finances. I help out tremendously, but at the same time, my wife, she's an accountant, so why wouldn't she uh, take, take control over that? And I think you got to know yourself. If you know yourself as not being financially savvy or not necessarily a person that's saving for the future, if your wife or your spouse or your, or your husband it's more like that. Let them take control of the finances so your children and your family be better in the future. Again, once we finally started to get on the same page, we began to do things like build a budget. I think that was our starting basis. We basically did a zero-based budget to say, okay, this is our total income in any given month. And like broke down and bucketed each of our expenses into respective groups to say, okay, this is what we expect to spend on mortgage bills, just like living expense, and then kind of trickling down all the way to just our miscellaneous and entertainment costs. One that helped to put things into perspective as far as like where all of our dollars were actually going. And it, it helped to realign where we were spending and how it coordinated with our actual goals, with touching on goals. What would you say are some of the financial goals that you personally have for our family, babe? We definitely set up trust funds for our kids right now. Um, so we definitely want to make sure our kids are right in the future. I think one of the things that we try to do is knock out as much debt as possible. Credit card debt, anything that, that is not needed, knock it out as much as possible. Uh, student loans, everything like that. Um, I really believe that in the future, I want our goal to be show our kids that how to live life debt-free. Not have to owe anybody nothing. And... We can pay cash. Like, if we go on vacation, I don't have to swipe a credit card. I don't have to do certain things. But also, you know, as we, as we get older, me and my wife do, realize our parents are getting older as well. You know, they're reaching retirement age and stuff like that. Or we can help pay on vacation. All the hard work and sacrifice they put into our lives and, our, and their grandchildren's lives, we can help out a little bit. But we can do that without taking a financial hit, if that makes sense. Uh, we want to take a family vacation. Not only a family vacation, but... Me and my wife take a personal vacation. Living life, but not actually looking at our bank account and say, man, we got to do X, Y, and Z to make up for that. Uh, I want our kids to realize that the stuff that they do have, they realize it came from hard work and sacrifice. So financial goals, answer your question, not got as much debt as possible. 
able to enjoy life, but enjoy life without swiping the credit card. You know, I want to pay out everything off on cash or debit, wherever it may be. But those are the goals I, I see for our family. And I really feel like we're about to reach our goal in doing those things. So that's why I feel like our goals with our family. That's what I love to see. We've been on the, the path of debt freedom for a little while now. Again, I think it started once we had kids. Once we sat down and did that, that zero-based budget and saw where things were going and then determined that consumer debt was something that we wanted to rid ourselves of in our early 20s while we were out enjoying life. Um, credit cards definitely got swiped. And so remembering that, like, Credit is debt. It's just a loan, essentially, that you'll have to pay back. And so knocking that out will help to get us toward those goals, like you said, where we can hopefully retire our parents and send them on vacation, send them outside of the country so that they can see and do things. I think another thing, too, is especially people in their 20s, maybe even early 30s, have to realize that in order to achieve your goals and dreams, no matter if it's finance or whatever it may be, you might have to sacrifice certain things now to order to achieve your goal in the future. I know a lot of times we live in a society where social media, people put what they want you to see. You know, there's nothing wrong with seeing your friends enjoy life on vacations and may take certain trips, stuff like that, which is good, which is good for them. But truth be told, you don't know what they had to do in order to enjoy those experiences. They may have to swipe a credit card and stuff like that. They may live that life. That's fine, but I believe we can achieve those certain things. Right now, our goal is just different to knock out as much debt as possible. I believe a year from now, two or three years from now, we can do, we can go on more vacation that we're already doing, and like I said, enjoy life that much more. But like I said, in order to do that, you have to sacrifice certain things now in order to achieve a better future. And I feel like a lot of times we don't want to do that because we want to maybe impress others or live a lifestyle we're not trying to live. I truly believe live within your means, you know? We're not sitting here going to go broke to keep up with the Joneses, if that makes sense. So whatever your goal is financially, you may have to sacrifice certain things now in order to achieve that financial goal in the future. When we kind of started this path, we had a saying where we said, we do what we have to so that we can do what we want to. Right. So for those who may be starting their journey or considering like the, the debt-free life, at some point, it will seem burdensome, but just remember, you're just doing what you have to now so that you can do what you want to at any point later in the future, again, without the burden of having to owe or pay someone else. You're essentially paying yourself, so you're rewarding yourself for labor and sacrifice. So I would just say anybody who has started down this path or considering going down the path of debt freedom, it's definitely somewhat of an emotional roller coaster. But again, just keeping the, the bigger picture in mind, which is your end goal of financial freedom, and then just, just knowing, like, hey, I, I'm sacrificing short-term for long-term satisfaction and just a, a longer-term reward and benefit in the end. Almost definitely. So what would you say you see us financially a year from now or maybe in year five? What do you think, babe? What do you think? How do you see us a year from now then five years later? A year from now, I definitely see bye-bye consumer debt. And most student loan debt, I know some people would think it's crazy to pay off your student loans because, again, I think that's just part of the poverty mindset where it's, hey, the interest rate is low. I'm expected to pay student loans till I'm for 15 to 20 years post-graduation anyways. 
Like, no point in paying it off sooner than that. If and when you can, again, just ridding yourself of having to owe someone. Of course, um, more further down the line, like you said, five years or so, I, I definitely expect to, shortly after that, to see cars paid off, mortgages paid off. So, again, a, a fully financially free life to where, again, all the money and hard work that you that you put into your job or that you put into making different sources of income, whether it's passive or, again, um, the income from, from your job, that's a reward to yourself. Like, you get to keep substantially all of that. Unfortunately, you can not avoid taxes on <laughs> on any of that money. But, Facts. again, I they say only a few things in life are certain, death and taxes. Facts. But, again, start to enjoy the fruits of your labor. Uh, one thing I want to point out, again, is just understand some teamwork. It's a teamwork. You know, um, whoever, I mean, whatever financial goal you have, work together with your spouse or significant other. Or if you're doing it by yourself, ask for help. You know, I think that a lot of times we try to carry that burden by ourselves. It's very important that, especially in the African-American minority community, to understand understand our finances, understand how we can live a lifestyle. I really believe that uh, whatever, whatever financial goal you have, you know, not try to knock it out as soon as possible. But you'll have ups and downs in your financial journey. Whatever it is, get back on track. All right? So, my, so I, I can't wait for you to listen to this podcast. I'm so happy my wife is finally doing this. And I just can't wait to hear more uh, the guests that she has in the future and this, the knowledge that God has blessed her with to help us be financially free. And I'm just blessed to say that I'm married to her. And I'm glad that I'm on this journey with you, baby. Oh, how cute. I'm glad that you touched on the point of it taking a, a village to see something through and to just kind of help each other along the way. God even said in the Bible, like, man shouldn't be alone, so he, he created Eve for Adam. And so just the, the journey of life, we shouldn't go through it alone. So, um, again, I'm, I'm hoping Faithful Finances can um, be somewhat of a village to, to not only just share advice and just information on financial literacy, but to kind of help push and encourage all of the listeners. Heck, um, I'll be pulling for encouragement from each of the the speakers that I'll bring on periodically. Um, It'll range from individuals who help with credit repair, financial advisors, um, certified financial planners, CPAs, just a, a broad spectrum of individuals that can pour into the the listeners of this podcast to show that we can be faithful over a little. And so again, that that's the ultimate goal and hope for this podcast. So I hope that everyone who is listening continues to stay on the journey and just continues to, to stay encouraged and pull from just any of the tidbits that are shared through each of the episodes. Again, it, it's gonna be a blessing it's something that god placed in my heart so i want to share it with all of you so thank you for listening to this intro again there'll be more to come but until next time be blessed